God is good. And all the time. You may be seated. I really shouldn't have came up here at this point because of the week I've had. As many of you know, I had a back stress problem. And I am a whole lot better. Somebody asked me what I did this week. I raised a lot of roofs off houses by hollering as I only had about one, two days that I could even get in and out of bed without pain. And we're so glad to have, uh, well, we're glad to have all of you. We got an old friend from way, Washington State, I believe. We're glad to have Bill Wood come through here. And uh, he'll let us know at some point whether he's going to stay or not. We, uh, I haven't seen his wife yet, so that's not a good sign for him staying. Or if it is a sign he's staying, look out. I don't know. But Brother Harold, come ahead and you take his service and let's worship the Lord and receive from the Lord what the Lord would have us. assembly coming up the end of this week, um, 20th through the 24th, so down in Oklahoma City, be in prayer for that, and even if you're not attending, you send prayers down that way and everything that takes place, and then following that, the 30th, right here at the church, uh, 8.30 in the morning to 10.30 will be the backpack event, so uh, there's still a sign-up sheet in the back for anyone who can volunteer to help with that. Um, if you are volunteering, try to be here at 7.30 that morning so that's saturday the 30th so make note of that and uh all volunteers try to be here about 7:30. but spread the word if you know anyone who might be in need of backpacks to come and um, we'll have some food and some games as well for the kids so and be in prayer for that event it's a good outreach we meet a lot of people on that day and then following that day the 31st um, one of the pastoral candidates to uh, be taking over the church will be here, and they will speak and have service here that morning. And then following that, there will be a potluck fellowship down in the basement. So keep that in mind for the 31st. And so they'll be probably getting some food, food together. So those of you who like to volunteer for that, um, it's coming. So there you go. It's been a while since we've had a dinner here. So <laughs> see if we remember how, remember how to eat. Soda? Pop? All right, yeah, if you, if you have any two-liters um, for the uh, event on the 30th, we are going to need some of those. We'll probably get about 72 liters here, so if you want to buy some and bring some, um, that would be great. Just leave them there in the uh, kitchen in the basement, and we'll uh, get that put together. So if you can do that and, and want to, go ahead. Otherwise, if you want to give financially to it, that, that's uh, always appreciated as well. You can just put that in the offering and mark it. So, anything else? Anything I've missed? Saturday, August 6th, there'll be a ladies' uh, meeting at 9 a.m., be a morning. Or, yep, 9 a.m. All right, anything else? No? Excellent. Let's all stand. We'll uh, begin this morning with a time of prayer. If uh, anyone has any 
needs they want to make known. Continue to pray for the pastor. He's feeling much better. His back's gotten better. And, uh, so he was given a testimony of that early in Sunday school. But continue to remember him. Is there anything else? Tammy? Taking after the pastor. <laughs> All right, we'll remember her. <laughs> Anything else? Okay. Uh, remember Lois? Lucinda, you heard behind me in the church here. Isaac? Okay. Remember Cheryl? You're getting over a car wreck? A miracle standing right over there. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Remember your sister and brother-in-law and their health, COVID? Yeah. Unspoken request. You can raise your hands, right? God knows each heart. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you. Ushers come up and receive a third Sunday offering, so it's church expense. If you need it to go for something else, just mark it on a, your check or envelope, and it will. Let's pray again. God, we come to you again, Lord. Thank you again for the opportunity, Lord, to give in this offering. God, we just uh, pray that you would bless it, God, to the work of the church here, Lord, and that you will be with it and uh, just guide and direct how it's used, Lord, and let it be uh, done in your glory, in your name.
Praise the Lord. I just want to take a moment here and ask my wife if she's still going to sing. All right, she's not going to sing. I was looking forward to that. And uh, she's not going to sing anyway. We are glad to have, oh, we got visitors from all over the country this morning. Uh, first of all, uh, Sarah, would you tell us where your brothers are from? All right. And uh, Susan, you have a visitor too, I notice. Uh, who is this? All right. And for the cameras to know, Tommy is not a visitor, but anyway. And then we come around the room. There's a visitor. Oh, okay. Who, who is the other visitor, Sister Sonia? Yes, are the twins of the Derryberries, and we're glad to have them. And we're glad to have an old friend of the local church here who has been through here a few times and one time stayed a while. I don't know if he's probably on his way to the General Assembly. I figured that out already. Uh, Brother Bill, would you stand and give a testimony? I'm, uh, That's a miracle right there. Everybody gets along. And, uh, well, where the Lord has me next, I'm not sure, but uh, I know He's got good things for all of you. Uh, all right, Bill. Give everyone a good cheer. Would you do that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are so pleasant to help each one. I hope I didn't miss anyone. Well, Jacqueline and her husband, they belong here. But uh, Jacqueline and and your spouse, or your married uh, friend, the millionaire that you and I prayed for, he is here today. We're glad to have you all here. Praise the Lord. We have to, yeah, that's an inside thought on Jacqueline and I. We, we uh, always tease each other about when she got married, is going to be a millionaire, but he's not. He's a billionaire, <laughs> and uh, we're glad to have you, Jay. And uh, thank the Lord for all of you being here today. And I uh, have something 
that I want to share with you. First of all, I, I do want to mention that unfortunately for a special presentation next Sunday by Brother Joe and with the sermon, engrafted with the sermon, we uh, are going to have a few of you missing because of your going to the General Assembly, but we, if you see anyone down there that we know, tell them hello. And that might be a few hundred people, I don't know. But we're, we'll miss you all, and God speak to you all. And, and I, uh, I meant to ask Brother Harold already if we can have any replays of next Sunday here of the General Assembly, but we, we're going to have a full service. So we'll, if we can do it Wednesday night, that'll be fine. All right, well, I'll just leave that to, up to you all, how you want to do that. The last few weeks, uh, most every week, we have been talking about some of the biblical truths that we believe in from the Bible, in the Bible, and we have been blessed, I do believe, by the things that we have been talking about and the things that we have felt from the Word. Five Sundays, consecutive Sundays, the Lord led me to preach on the office of the Holy Ghost. And that was a great period of time. I enjoyed that. And... Uh, the only time I deviated from that, I think, was Father's Day and Memorial Day. But I thank the Lord for a Bible-believing church that we are a part of. I'm very grateful, very grateful in my heart to have been a part of it for over 60 years. And I'm very grateful today that I can present another biblical truth. That it's a wonderful one. I don't even want you to think like you're going to a funeral now because of some of the scriptures that I'm going to use. But I'm going to talk about heaven. Anyone been there yet? No one's been there yet. So this is a new place. I will tell you, a few people have been sick or had an accident and was sick, and they visited heaven for just a little bit. In fact, when I was in my early 20s, back a couple years ago, I was in the hospital, and I was very sick. In fact, the doctor had told my beautiful young bride, who was just about 22 years old at the time, that I was going to die. And they, of course, shared the wonderful news with me that this was going to happen. It was just Joanne and I, we were the only family that existed at that point, other than parents who lived in uh, Joliet, Illinois, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we were pastoring at that age. And at that time, we were pastoring Pekin, Illinois. It's over by Peoria, Illinois. And if you don't know where Illinois is, it's next door 
on the east side to the uh, state of Missouri, surrounded by a few other states. That particular night, all alone in the hospital, or I, I guess I was, I really don't remember that part, but I felt like I was dying. And I remember what a great thing this was. I, I, you know, previously I might have thought, Lord, I don't want to die just yet. But when it actually felt like I was dying, it was a time of great peace. And uh, I remember going up into the heavens. It was some type of escalator that had thousands of people on it. And we were all headed toward heaven. And as we approached the doors of heaven, something happened. And they stopped me. Not wrong direction or anything like that. Get out of here. We don't know you. It wasn't that type of stop. But it was a stop. And a Lord, what a voice it was. It said, Son, it's not your time yet. You've got to go back. And it was like a jolt on a, hitting a brake too hard on a vehicle or something. And I was whizzed back to my hospital room there in Pekin, Illinois. And the next day I went home. I wasn't physically fit to go home, but I was able to talk them out of my talk to people and had signed some papers that I was doing it on my free will, and so I did. And then as I went home, I had not been able to eat for a few days, and my wife said, Honey, you've got to eat or you're going to die. And as your system is shutting down, now you have to understand that this was the 1960s, and people were treated in a different fashion medically back then. You might not be able to get away with something like that now. But so it was for them. And I said, I'll eat tomorrow. And I told my wife that, and she, well, that's all she knew to do. I was going to eat the next day. And sure enough, the next day I woke up hungry, and I've been, uh, I started eating, and as you can tell, I've ate ever since. The fact is, I got very close to going to heaven, but the Lord said in some type of booming voice that I don't understand even to this day, that I was to go back to earth because the Lord was not ready for me. And as I zoomed back, I remember seeing my body lying on the hospital bed. I remember crashing through the uh, hospital room. I also remember that that room cost $35 a day. See if you can find one for a minute that costs that much. <laughs> They're expensive, and uh, there's reasons for them. Well, I was back on earth, 
But ever since then, when I have had a funeral, or, and I've had a bunch of them, around 200, I suppose, I suppose that when I bring up the subject of heaven, I think about my experience. I don't tell about it, of course, as normally it doesn't fit the situation. But I, I remember what a great deal of peace that flooded my heart, my mind at that time. And I also remember the great disappointment when I heard the voice, it's not time. You've got to go by. But I remember beyond that disappointment that I have never wanted to start telling, stop telling people about the fact that there is a heaven. Next Sunday we will talk about the fact, a biblical fact, that there is a hell as well. In our testimonies that we used to give as Christians and some of the old Pentecostal services that we've all, we older ones remember, we remember the testimony that I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Anybody ever hear that testimony? Look at the hands. I'm on my way to heaven would be the rest of that testimony. Anybody ever remember hearing that? Yes, indeed. What a, but what a beautiful thing to be able to say that we have been freed from sin, that Jesus lives within, and that we are on our way to heaven. Now, you may have a nice place to live in. Your place may need improvement. Your place might be in a, in a very warm part of the hemisphere today. Even though you may have air conditioning, you're not going to get too far from it. Wherever your place is, it's not your place. If you've been delivered by the Lord Jesus Christ, you're on your way to heaven. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? On your way to heaven. Thank the Lord. When I came up the stairs this morning to go to the garage to get to the, to the car, my son asked me how I was feeling. And I have not been out of my, our, our apartment, lower part of my son's home, all week long as I have been very down with, with a um, bladder that has been infected and has caused tremendous back stress and I haven't been able to get in and out of the bed without hollering and raising the roofs on the neighbors' houses, including ours. It's been a tough week, one of the toughest weeks I've ever experienced. And I thank God for the, the relief, relief I've been given. And when I came up this morning and when you go from the downstairs at our house to the upstairs, there's a, a big difference in temperature, actually. And then when I open the garage door, wow, give me that apartment again. It's a lot cooler than this one. But we got out and we got out in it. 
And I thank God for that. What, what, a, what transformation occurred. But that transformation is nothing like the fact that Jesus told me and he told you. He told us all. He told the world. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I wouldn't have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And when I go, you don't know. And the way you'll know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we don't know whether thou goest. How can we know the way? And Jesus very politely, I'm sure, as he looked at Thomas, he said, Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh. And the scripture teaches us that Jesus is the only way. Oh, thank God. I'm not in any hurry at this point in time because I do not feel that my work here on earth is finished. However, I do know it upset me when I died and I was well on my way to heaven and the Lord stopped me and said, not now, you've got to go back. I've got work for you to do. I know I was disappointed. And in the natural part of me, I am not ready to leave this world. But there is a memory and there is a hope through the scriptures that when it comes time to leave this world, I am going to be singing, I'm on my way to heaven, getting ready to leave this world, getting ready to leave this world. All the treasures, everything, all the hopes, the gains, they're nothing. And they're not going to do anybody else any good although they may think they will, we are going to the house beyond the earth. Oh, thank God forevermore. As Jesus explained to the disciples on this occasion, he says, there are many mansions in my Father's house. And he said, I would have told you that if it wasn't that way. I go to prepare a place for you. Now then, let's just discuss for a few moments Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. I want to encourage you to study 
what this verse of Scripture means. It actually has about three explanations of what it is talking about. One of them is very simply, as on the seventh day God rested, or in other words, a Sabbath. That's one explanation. Another explanation is of the Scripture, interpretation of the Scripture, is that we work very hard doing the things of the Lord, and we get to the place that we just need to take a deep breath and rest a little bit, as if it was the seventh day. And then there's the interpretation of the Scripture, the application of the Scripture, which means that when you come to the end of this life, that it does not have to be tumultuous, no tomorrow, turmoil, no, no hazards existing, but you've entered into the rest, into the sanctity, safety, eternalism of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I, I thought about this, I discovered where I'm, I want to be. The Lord will tell me later whether it's, I hit it or not. What I, what I want to apply this scripture to be today is that I'm just going to take a little sabbatical. Now, you, that means breast, by the way, and it has applications as well. I'm just going to take, at the end of September, that you, I've asked the overseer not to reappoint me. You're already in the process of uh, viewing candidates for the church, so I am told, beginning the last Sunday of this month. And I'm thinking that I'm just going to step aside and I'm not going to do anything unless the Lord just says, there's a door, go through it. Now I'm just going to rest for a little bit. And after I get rested up, the body gets healed. I'm going to say, Lord, okay, what do you want me to do? And here goes that 81-year-old preacher who couldn't get out of bed hardly at all this week without hollering and his crippled wife helping him. Yeah, bad week, I'll tell you. We won't talk about this bad week. It's, it's been miserable. And all those that wanted to talk to me, talked to me after service. I, Because I didn't talk this week, that's for sure. Well, I'm expecting that rest to come on the body. I'm not expecting to pick up hammer and nails because I've never done that. To begin with, I don't have no training that way, so don't call me to fix your door or repair your window. I won't do that. You don't want me to do that. I'll put it that way. I won't be, but what I will be ready to do is what thus saith the Lord. Amen. I won't say what, I won't say when, I won't say where. I'll say, Lord, I'm ready to go again. So that's going to be my rest. One application, but the thought is, who are 
the preparers? Who are the preparers? And for those that are prepared, there remaineth a rest to the face of the people of God. What a time that will be when we reach our heaven. Now, I don't know what's going to happen to me. It doesn't matter as long as I'm a people of God. I don't know where I'm going to go as long as I'm a person of God. It doesn't matter what I eat, when I eat it, I'm a person of God. It doesn't matter to me if they don't put me in a cold country or a hot country. Uh, It doesn't matter. It's not my doing. It's God's doing. I have control of a few things in my life, but there's one thing I really do not control, and that's the controller of the control. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And then the last step that we take here in this world will be that where we hear the Lord say, Enter thou into the joys of heaven. Prepared a home. If it wasn't so, he said, I told you. But I'm telling you right now, you live your life right. You do your duties of the Lord right. And I have a place prepared for you. John, for those that love the book of Revelation, he's seen the end time of mankind. Oh, you talk about science fiction. It can't touch this. He's seen the end time of your end time and my end time. And this is what he said. He said, I beheld and lo, this is Revelation chapter 7, and I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number. Donald Trump had not been invented at that time, or he'd had the numbers, I suppose. Probably not, though. And lo, he said, no man can number all the nations, kindreds, and peoples, and tongues as they stood before the throne. There's not a crowd. We won't even have to worry about a parking space, by the way. It won't matter where we stand, just so we're there. A prepared, prepared home for prepared people. They were clothed with white robes, and they had palms in their hands. What a day that will be. Paul, he discovered some of this in his prayer life. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, he said, for our conversation, here's another Greek word uh, meaning our citizenship, our life, style. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what's going to happen here in this world before we leave this world. He shall change our vile bodies that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body 
according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things to himself. I have no earthly idea how this can come about. Body, vile body, but change. Wow. Like that. And we are in the image of our Father which art in heaven. He shall change our perishable body, in other words, and it's going to look like his glorious body. Now, you, you might be a good-looking person, like Brother Harold and myself. You might have be considered handsome. Or you might be uh, considered beautiful just like all of you ladies in this market living like 60 years or more, you can say it that way. Don't care about the man. I just put. I just tell it like it is with the men. But with the ladies, you got to include all of them. All right. Paul or, or John said, as recorded in the third chapter, verse two. He said, "We we are the sons of God." It does not appear what we shall be, but we know that. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Oh, now, you think about that. There is going to be a happening that you had better be in the boat on. There's going to be an occurrence that is going to occur in the lives of men and women that we need to be ready for. Because in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, we shall be changed. Thank the Lord. Let me go back to first John again. Beloved, now we are now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we're talking about heaven, when it's on the way. But we know that when we, he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Wow. How do we get there from here? How do we get there from here? There is a way. And it's a guaranteed way. There is a way, and it's a guaranteed way. Now listen to what was said to the church at Rome, Romans chapter 8. We're talking about how we get there from here. The question is asked, who shall separate us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You really want the the ticket. You really want the information. Here's what you need to avoid. He said, "You, we shall separate us from the love of Christ. And then he said, since you have that love in your heart, since you have Jesus in your life, since you lift up his name and worship, and since you declare that you are a people of God. 
no tribulation, no distress, no persecution, no famine, nakedness, pearl, or sword. None of those forces that the enemy uses as his techniques to drag people down and away from going to heaven. Going to heaven. That, that sounds so simple. Uh, I know sometimes we use that word heaven in phrases like heavenly. Uh, I think there's a heavenly chocolate ice cream that I personally think is just heavenly. It's wonderful. But as it, it, as it happens, there is nothing that can keep us from going the way of heaven through the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank God for that. Now, folks, this is not complicated. It is a Bible truth as well. There is a heaven. And next Sunday we will be dealing with uh, the hell to shun. But there is a heaven. You've got loved ones there. You've got loved ones that you want to see there. I don't know how all that is going to work out. And I'm not going to even begin to venture in the things that we say concerning heaven. But Jesus said in his Father's house were many mansions. He said if it wasn't a true, he, he would have already told us that. And then he told Thomas that he was the way, the truth, and the life. And then he said all day long, verse 36, it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But he said, regardless of all the nakedness, peril, uh, persecution, famine, distress that you go through, he said, in all these things, verse 37, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And I love the conclusion of his words in this King James Version of the book, in the book of Romans at the 8th chapter. This is what Paul said. This is the impetus that we need in our hearts today as we leave from here. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Anything that's high or deep, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing needs to come between us. Nothing is worthwhile. Not anything is worthwhile, I should have said. Not anything is worthwhile to come between us and the Lord. Oh God, help us. Help us to be deliberate in our determination to follow the ways of the Lord. Another Bible truth that we have presented today. Oh, it probably... Isn't it all that exciting since if you're in good health and 
expect to live a long time. And I remember thinking as a young married man, I did not uh, want to really die because I had such a beautiful wife and wanted to live and have family and so on. And the Lord blessed us with all that. Now, I still have a beautiful wife. And I still have family. But let me tell you something. I've lived long enough to know that there is a heaven and that it is not all about just living here on the earth with things coming your way, but it's about giving yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ and having Him in your life, for your life, as you live your life for the Lord Jesus Christ. Heaven! Heaven, heaven, I want to declare it in a way that is good to you. But this is more important than anything else. Heaven, yes, our bodies will be changed. Oh, my goodness. How that happens, I have no idea. Don't go to science fiction for it. Just go to the Word of God that these perishable Bodies are going to be somehow turned inside up, upside down, out. I don't know, left to right, right to left, up or down, whatever position. The Lord says, boom, your body is going to be changed just like that. Yes, it's something to wonder about. It's something to be amazed about. It's something that is going to happen to those that love and will for the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you stand in the name of the Lord? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Brother Bill, it is good to have you with us. And I would love for you to pray a prayer for our congregation and all of us together, if you will, please. Praise God. The day will come and we'll head for heaven and we'll not return. We'll continue that journey.